everyone, and welcome to Minute 34 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is John of the Dirty Harry Minute. Welcome back to the show, John. Hello, thanks for having me. Let's see what happens with this little truck, this pickup truck that has shown up. Who, know, <laughs> who knows who's inside? We'll have to... We'll Neil have to is wo- certainly... Yeah. Have to wait and see. Well, Neil looks very... Uh, he's got that great Steve Martin uh, bewilderment face that yeah. we see in so many movies. Completely. <laughs> Perfect. That's right. So Minute 34 begins with Neil and Dell looking at the pickup truck in amazement or bewilderment, as you just mentioned. That's good, too. <laughs> and, and ends with Owen once again snorting like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, this is a minute. Yesterday we had a minute that had a lot of dialogue. Today's minute has almost no dialogue. This minute is definitely a physical minute. You can see so many things that happens between these characters just by their reactions and by the way that they, they look at things and stuff like that. So the pickup truck showed up with opposed, supposedly Gus's son is supposed to be picking them up. And the two of them are just sitting there looking waiting to try and find out who is in this mysterious pickup truck that shows up. Now, as they're sitting there waiting and looking, so there's another couple that leaves the motel lobby right behind them. And this time it's actually, this is the third couple that we've seen. And this time we actually see people who have luggage Mm. because, you know, this, this looks like a seedy, it looks like a seedy motel. So here you have someone who actually is staying there with luggage as opposed to just being there by the hour. Or whatever it is. I think it actually undercuts the uh, the fo- the scariness by seeing people come out from behind them. Like they're obviously not scared, sort of. Or it just takes away a bit of the uh, the ominousness of these. Particularly, you know, we're just about to have these legs appear in the first musical cue in a while. I don't think it helps to have people coming in and out behind them. Do you? Um, I think it helps by showing that they're not in a completely deserted place. You know, they're not the only guests in this in this motel right there I is hustle and bustle that though I who prefers be better to that? have the opposite I no think. i think it's i think it's better to show because you know yesterday gus or not yesterday a few weeks ago <laughs> when they first got to the motel so gus told them that the whole place is jam-packed that there are no rooms available so yeah, true that's a logic that's the logic of what we've heard beforehand but right if we just if there's any any sense of um they're out on their own, and here's this this hick coming to potentially hurt them. When you've, I don't know, you, you want it to be a bit more isolated at this moment. But I, yeah, I take your point. Okay, but they're not people who are standing next to them. They're people who are continuing on their journey. You know, they're they're moving along. Yeah. If okay. if they were just to stand there, I would agree with what you're saying. But 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 they're not. You know, they're they're not they're not disturbing anything that's going on. They're just letting things move along. I don't know. Fair point. And then, as you mentioned, we have the, this great music cue, which which is probably why this is best that, that you got this this particular week, <laughs> because this does seem like a a dirty dirty Harry or Clint Eastwood type of <laughs> type of shot, you know. Yeah. When the shot pans up, whoever this mysterious man is, it's like. Who until it arrives at his face, you don't know. It's sort of is it Marty McFly? Is it the Terminator? Because he's got the you know the red like life vest that Marty McFly has. Right. And 
Yeah, yeah I mean, I love, I love, I love the way they pan up. There's, there's no question. It's, it's done really well. You see the snow in the yeah. background. You see these boots. They look like these rain boots. <laughs> they don't even look like snow boots, but they're, they're tightly closed. You know, in, in contrast to, to what you mentioned earlier this week, I think it was yesterday that Dell is sitting there with, with boots that are, that are wide open. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but here you, you got these boots and it moves up and then you see him that he's got his jeans. And then did you notice that he has five layers of, of clothing on him? Yeah. Yeah. Although to be fair, they're probably very threadbare each and every one of them, but yeah, quite a lot of layers. <laughs> Possibly. He, he's got gloves. Maybe, maybe Neil should borrow his gloves, you know, <laughs> and they're, they're great being color, sort of cold. Yeah. but they're, great they're colors. yellow, yellow and gray and blue. That's, that's a very strange color. For for someone like this to be having something, it seems like something that a kid would have. Those type of colored gloves, as opposed to what what he has here. I don't know. So he's got five layers. You see, he's got like a shirt or an undershirt underneath, and then he has like a mm-hmm. denim shirt on top of that, followed by a a sweater, you know, with with a yeah. zipper a zippered sweater, and then he has his his hunting outfit. You know, he has his his plaid red and black plaid jacket. And then on top of that, he's got his uh, Marty McFly life preserver. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not being from a cold region of Australia, well, there aren't many anyway. Maybe that is sensible. You always told you layers are good. Yeah, I don't know. It could be. It could be. I, I don't know. It's just. Uh, I, I just find it funny that he has five layers there. You know, now, and and, um, and the irony of it is, is that we know that it's not really cold on this on this real day. <laughs> yeah. Now this is the actor that I always confuse with the guy from Two and a Half Men that isn't Charlie Sheen. You know that other guy that's John Cryer. Yeah, I always confuse this actor for him. Really? Um, that's interesting. Just my now, fault. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is Dylan Baker. Dylan Baker. Okay. Is an actor who was born on the seventh of October, nineteen fifty-nine. He has sixty-seven TV credits and sixty-six movie credits. This was actually his very first credited role. Okay. I can wow. see why you think there's a resemblance to John Cryer in, in this, mm. but if you've seen him in later works of his, he doesn't look like this anymore. You know, he doesn't have this, okay. this gaunt looking face, but I can definitely see what you're talking about. <laughs> the fact that how in this particular movie, he does resemble John Cryer. Yeah. But then That's again, true. yeah, I always make that, that confusion. I think he's in, is he in happiness as well, Dylan? You seen I believe that movie, so. Todd Salon's I, film? I yeah, believe yeah. so. I believe he is. Always get them mixed up. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him in a lot of things. He was in 13 Days. I loved him in that. He played uh, Robert McNamara. Oh, the Bay... Yeah, the Bay Pig thing. Yeah, with Costner as well? No, not Costner. No, Costner's in that one. Yeah, that's the Kevin Costner movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's also in two two of the Spider-Man movies because he played uh, Kirk Connors. Uh-huh. Who is who is Peter Parker's professor who... Okay. Eventually, in the comics and in the other version of the in the Amazing Spider-Man, eventually becomes uh, the Lizard. I think that was what he was <laughs> but not in not in the Sam Raimi versions, which we, he was in. So we we, we also say I, mean, I I love his hat. It's completely nondescript baseball hat. You know, it's like this gray, really dirty. It it, it says a lot about him. I mean, the fact that he's he's also he's unshaven. And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, as 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 you mentioned earlier, he's he's meant to be a little bit shocking and and scary to look at for the two of them. Yeah, a little bit deliverance or something. 
Um, yeah. And the, the the two of them just look at him and they're they're completely in shock as to what that person is. And again, Neil looks <laughs> like he's completely frozen. And but they both also look very uncomfortable. Even Dell. Dell is a guy who almost always feels comfortable in any situation. He knows how to feel comfortable in situations, but not in this one. He's he's looking Yeah. You know. And then Yeah, then, do you think Hmm. No, I was just going to say, you're right. Even he is a bit put out. He doesn't know what to expect. Do you think this guy looks more scary than that uh, taxi driver they had? Yeah, the for sure. Getting them? Yeah. Okay, for yeah. sure. No question about that. Mm. That. <laughs> the wolf. The wolf. <laughs> so at this point, then Owen, who we know it's Owen, spits on a wad of tobacco, tobacco juice and you see how <laughs> disgusted Neil feels by this whole thing and Dell just like looks down <laughs> and then he, he he starts moving towards them and and we get the music that sounds like it's it's a yeah. gunfight is about to happen with this type of thing yeah. and then Dell stutters and says are, are you Gus's son and he goes I'm Owen and then he snorts <laughs> like a pig <laughs> he squeals like a pig and it's just really funny and he like plays with his hat at the same time he like moves it but <laughs> <laughs> and then he says are yeah. you the shower curtain fella now who else would be sitting here waiting for him and say are you Gus's son <laughs> that's right I mean again Gus is the manager of this motel so he's familiar you know Owen is familiar with it but still exactly yeah I don't know. It's just it's just very funny the way that he says that. <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, Del Griffith." And he goes, "How are you?" <laughs> and then he 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 shakes his hand, and then he introduces Neil. He goes, "This is Neil Page from Chicago." And and then Owen spits again tobacco, and starts drooling and wipes it, wipes his mouth with his with his hand, and then reaches his hand out to shake Neil's, and like shakes Neil's hand. With all this spit on it and stuff like that, which is just really gross. And I mean, Neil is completely <laughs> disgusted by this and doesn't know what to do. You know, he like shakes his hand and just you get this look on Steve Martin's face of utter and complete disgust. <laughs> and and he just says hi, and that's all he says to him. And then Owen's response is, "Pleased to meet you both." And then once again. Begins to completely snort and squeal. <laughs> and like Neil is looking at him and like starts swaying back and forth. Like he looks like he's about <laughs> to faint by the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> when when Owen is um, sort of leaning, bracing against the windshield, mm-hmm. he generally looks like he's in pain or he's bracing. None of this is an affectation. Is, is, do you reckon he's having – yeah, you see that scene? Yeah, he does look like that. He, he looks like something's bothering him. generally in pain or something? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's snorting. I don't know why, why he's doing that squeal. You know, that's, that's just a very strange sound. And, you know, I don't know. Something something just doesn't seem seem right there. He might have emphysema or something, you know? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, but you think people who have emphysema are going to squeal like a pig? No. You know, I, I think they're trying to Only show Owen. that there's something wrong with Owen. <laughs> You know, maybe maybe he's a pig farmer and just spends too much time with his pigs. You know, last week we we discussed about 
how many how many pig farmers there are in in Kansas and and the fact that we get to see a pig farm right right across the the, the main highway from this motel so you never know when i was looking um i was just looking at uh what's the actor's name again dylan dylan baker yeah i was looking at him and then i was looking at uh just steve martin i noticed how hollywood teeth have de- evolved over the years <laughs> like if steve martin was in a comedy now like his teeth are fine perfectly you know normal as a citizen has but you know what i mean like the standard of yeah. benches and it's gone really over the top but yeah his steve martin's like a normal guy <laughs> with his teeth oh, yeah, well. i just noticed that then yeah that's good that's good i didn't even think about that so do you have anything else for this minute before we, we move on to the script? Um, no, not really. Um, yeah, nothing. Okay. All right. Well, so the script, there's a one minor little discrepancy where in the mm. script, he Owen actually wipes his nose instead of, you know, dealing with the whole thing with the spit. And it's too G rated. I yeah. like it how it is. <laughs> and and then since Neil doesn't want to to shake his hand, he actually hugs him. All right. Which which makes sense. <laughs> and then Owens turns to Dell and says, He's a friendly fella, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the only discrepancy uh, between that. But but it's still good. I still like the way they did it. I mean it makes it's funnier the fact that he wipes his hand, you know, that he spits in his hand, or he wipes the spit by by the use of his hand so yeah and martin was surprised by that is that what that said in the background yeah he's completely expecting that yeah yeah it was completely <laughs> and i mean when 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 you look at them i i think neil is not the type of guy who would hug someone so i i'm glad that oh, they actually not, changed yeah. that. that that would be completely out of character definitely yeah you know yeah. even even if the guy just was you know wiped wiped his nose or or wiped the the, the spit from the side of his mouth or something like that. I don't know. So, no. And so that's pretty much the only differences between the, the script and the final cut of this movie in this minute. Anything else? Um, no, not really. I was just thinking a lot of, um, apparently John Hughes's, you know, real life stories ended up in movies and, and this one in particular, is yes. it right? He, yes. he took him, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think maybe he has to cut, he's dead now, but maybe he never came clean about some uh, some uh, business he had when he was a kid about some robbers that broke into his house. Maybe Home, home, and, <laughs> home Alone hopefully wasn't a real-life story of his as well. Oh, that's true. I never thought about that. Maybe maybe he has something against the pizza guy. <laughs> that's right. Because there's, there's, theme, there's, pizza, there's pizza in Home Alone too. Also, not to, mm-hmm. not Home Alone two, Home Alone also. <laughs> <laughs> nice, exactly. That's it. So every day we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track, where myself or my guest will tell a little adventure or misadventure that might have happened to us somewhere along our journeys in life. So John, you got another one for us? Not mine, but one that my mum told me tells me all the time when she was in uh, Scotland in. I think the early 70s, as most Australians do, they do their OE or overseas experience um, back in the old country. She went to Edinburgh Castle. And as she was queuing up to, you know, get into one of the rooms or something, she said her camera, she, it, I don't know, she tripped or it fell out of her hands and sort of the camera slid down a little grassy, you know, grassy 
hill or something inside the castle uh, walls and next to some bushes. And when she was there, it landed behind to the bushes. She noticed that a, a part of the bluestone brick was sort of loose. And she's like, wow. And she looks around. No one's watching. No one's watching. She goes out. She pulls as hard as she can. And she's thinking, you know, this is 800 years old. This No one's seen behind this brick since Robert the Bruce or since Mitten. <laughs> Braveheart times or whatever. And she pulls it open and there's a bloody cigarette butt already there. <laughs> <laughs> a cigarette. Yeah. So, yeah, she always tells that story with uh, amusement. <laughs> she... She forgot, to, she forgot to tell you that she's the one who actually put the cigarette butt there. She just, you know, she said to change the story around just a little yes. bit in order for you to to have nicer thoughts about your mother. <laughs> so it could be she's yeah she smoked like a chimney most of her life most of her old life yeah. <laughs> so thank you to John's mom for 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 that lovely story <laughs> in Scotland. Thanks, Carol. Yeah. All right. So why don't you tell people once again how they can get in touch with you? Uh, please download Dirty Harry Minute if you like the 1971 classic starring Clint Eastwood. Dirty Harry Minute on iTunes, Stitcher, and all your regular places. Thanks a lot. And for us, it's very simple. All you do is a search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and our website. And obviously, while you're doing that, please go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher you might be using to listen to this show. So, John, you, you, you're feeling lucky? You want to come back tomorrow to finish off this week? <laughs> I'm feeling very lucky. Please. Feeling lucky, punk. <laughs> well, do you? <ya? laughs> there you go. Well, until tomorrow, you're fucked. You're fucked.